This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good afternoon. Shalom Aleichem. Bruchem Abam. We continue in Archais Chaim of the Holy Rosh. We're up to Ois Ayin Zayin. Yesterday we learned, do not stop contemplating Chachma and Musar and roll in the dust of the feet of the sages and you will become wise. Says the Rosh, Al Taniach Derech Hasidus, do not forsake the path of Hasidus, Afal Pisham Aligan Olecha, even if people mock you, V'al Tevo Yishladvar Mitzvah, do not be ashamed when it comes to a matter of a mitzvah. So the Archos Chaim is saying, don't forsake the path of Hasidus, even though they mock you. The question though is, and we discussed this earlier, is that in Ois Nun Hei, the Rosh said, Do not do something that people will make fun of. So it's a little bit of a stira. Uh, here he says, do not forsake the path of Hasidus even though they mock you. And there earlier he said, don't do something that people will mock you. So, You could answer simply that earlier he's not talking about a Dvar Mitzvah, he's talking about a matter of Rishos, he's talking about something that maybe is not completely obligatory, and here he's talking about something which is a Mitzvah. And we discussed this at length earlier. Rabbi Cheskel Sarna and his Ayunim says there it's talking about it's strange to people and therefore they're unknowingly, unwittingly, un, uh, without any evil intent going to mock it. That you have to be careful about. But here we're talking about where they're, they're shaming you b'mezid. So if they're shaming you b'mezid, you should not pay attention. The Targum of the Toysus Yom Tev has a different approach. He says, if you already started doing a Milsa de Chasidos, and this is your practice, don't stop it just because people are mocking you. Don't be embarrassed from doing any mitzvah that you've already been doing because they're mocking you. That implies um, don't do something that's going to cause people to mock you, but once you've already done it, don't stop it just because people are mocking it. And then the rush ad- adds, do not be embarrassed for a Madvar Mitzvah, meaning... Not only should you do the mitzvah despite the fact that people are shaming you, but when you do it, do it, do not feel any shame. Don't be embarrassed because it's 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 actually an insult to the mitzvah if you're embarrassed by doing the mitzvah. You're putting down the mitzvah if you're you're putting down the mitzvah if somehow uh, you're putting down the mitzvah if you feel shame by doing the mitzvah. Was it muted the whole time? Yeah? Okay. So again, the rush, the rush is saying, do not, do not forsake the path of chasidos, even though they are mocking you, and do not be embarrassed from doing a mitzvah. Here the rush is adding uh, a further point, that not only should you not uh, forsake the mitzvah because they're embarrassing you, but moreover, you should not even feel 
embarrassment. Rav Goldberg cites the halach in Archaim and Simen Reish Nun, that you should wake up early on Friday to prepare for Shabbos, even though you have many avodim to be mishamish you, because this is all covered for Shabbos. And the Bir Halacha explains that this answers the question of the Chabos Yor. Chabos Yor asks, how could the Chachamim deal with their Kavod lightly? But we know Kavod Abriyos is great that it pushes away a loisase in the Torah. So how could they, so to speak, get down and mop the floors for Shabbos? But what about Kavod Abriyos? We know that um, if a Zokain passes by an Aveda, and it's not Lafi Kavodah, so he should not pick it up, he should not engage in it. So then what, what's the reason? Why do we say that... Uh, why do we say that it's worthwhile for uh, Tamar Chacham to lower himself to prepare for Shabbos? So the Be'er Halacha says that over there by Shabbos, it's clear you're doing it for the covet of Hashem, and therefore it's not considered a lack of covet habriyos. In the case of the Naveda, where the honor of Tamar Chacham is becoming lessened, he should not do it. Now, the in the Sefer base Kelm, on the Haftar Pashas Lachlacha, he brings down a medrash in Bracious Rabbah. The king of Persia sent a gift to Rebbe. He sent him a precious stone. And he said, Rebbe, you send me something. So Rebbe sent him a mezuzah. Because he said, you sent, me, you sent me a stone, a stone I have to watch. I'll send you a mezuzah, the mezuzah watches you. And the, in Kelm they would say, what exactly is this matter's teaching? What's the kavana of Rebbe? Certainly the king of Paras did not uh, appreciate mitzvahs. So why did he send him a mezuzah? However, in Kelm they would say, if you have a spirit of seichel, you will see wondrously that Rebbe is teaching me that certainly Rebbe had what to send the king of Persia. He was a wealthy man. But he sent him a mezuzah to show how Taira is so chashav and precious in his eyes. And he's showing his, his uh, backbone that he's not embarrassed to show the king of Persia that to me what's valuable is an item of a mitzvah, not money and not wealth. Let's do one more ice. Do not close your hands from constantly giving the poor and the avyoinim. But do not ignore your own relatives. Now, what's the rush saying? Always give to the poor, but don't ignore your own relatives. He's saying, even though you're chayv, always to give to the poor, to any ani that asks, but your relative has kadima. And if by giving too much to the poor, you won't be able to give to your own relatives, you have to give your own relative precedence. And it could be, says Rev Goldberg, that by stamaniyim, you only give if they ask you. Meaning, don't close your hand from giving to the aniyim who ask, but when it comes to a relative, if you see that they need, then you can't ignore them even if they don't ask. It's interesting 
in terms of the obligation to give to one's relative and to bring close your own relatives, this is one of the midas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that Hashem is Makarev Kroivim, like we find in Taimar Devaira, L'Sha'iris Nachalosai. In the Gemara and Sanhedrin Darshans, one who loves his neighbors, one who brings his relatives close, one who marries the daughter of his sister, we, uh, one will be Zoycha Az Tikra Vashem Ya'aneh. They once asked Rabbi, Rabbi Kivager once said as follows. He said, even though when it comes to, Rabbi Kivager said, when it comes to a relative, there's never an excuse to ignore them. Because it says, Do not ignore your relative. Because by an Aveda, it says, Sometimes you could ignore. But by a relative, a relative can never be ignored. And they once, uh, they said a story, um, Rabbi Moshe Salvechik, excuse me, Rabbi Mishom David Salvechik, who said over that Baruch Haim Oizer, was once meeting with uh, an assembly of Gedolei Torah, and he heard that one of his relatives had come, so he stopped what he was doing to be to welcome this relative. And they asked Rabbi Moizer, you're leaving all these Gedolei Torah to, to receive your relative? And he said, in the Torah, by the midst of HaShavah Saveda, it says, Sometimes you could ignore. But when it comes to Mishpacha, like Rabbi Kivager says, it says, Never ignore a relative. There's never a heter of his alamta. Okay, Rabbi Isai, we'll uh, continue Hashem, next week, Monday. Ois, Ayin Tess, wishing you all a wonderful day. Bracha v'atzlacha. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.